This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and incredibly easy to build your own online website, store, or portfolio. You can go to squarespace.com and use the promo code THUMBS for 10% off your first purchase. Can't believe I knocked that penny off the table. You, you have so many more around. of those pennies with that 10% savings. Yeah. I don't think you can hear the penny. Oh. oh my god. It's April 22nd, 2015. This is Idle Thumbs 207. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Sean Vanneman. I'm Jake Rodkin. I'm Danielle Riendo. And I'm James Spafford. Hooray! Hey, it's how I say my name. Spafford. Like that? Is that Spafford. how you say Spafford? Spaff. <laughs> Spaff. I like how you keep having to quietly append to the next <laughs> yeah, I think It just Spaff. seems dumb to be like, I'm Spaff. <laughs> Maybe I'll just do that forever. And now. I'm Dr. Spath. <laughs> once, once again, if we're just once again, if we are as we continue our slow descent into shitty morning zoo, <laughs> and I'm Spath is a pretty, I think, appropriate. It's a good step. final. Okay, okay. joining us as always, Spath, Doctor Spath on the ones and twos. Nick Brecken and Doctor Spath. Spath is clearly in the in the Would fucking traffic show. copter. Clearly, I think so. <laughs> can you can you oh, and Nick spin off a a morning show? A traffic cop, Nick Brecken and, and Doctor Spaff. Yes. You guys talked about Bloodborne while I was not on the podcast. I uh, want to talk about last, Bloodborne. Last week you. we actually had a Bloodborne moratorium, which I imagine is a location a in Bloodborne. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, because we heard that you because <laughs> two weeks ago, Sean, Blood you, Laboratorium. You, yes, you you became. Your Bloodborne obsession like started where and you said to Chris like I love it for all the reasons I love Dota or something and we all went uh oh and I'll be on the podcast tomorrow to talk about it yeah <laughs> then I got sick yeah um, so it's time for the the Bloodborne blood blast it's time for you to <laughs> <laughs> so I streamed it to the twit to Twitch from the PS4 and it was cool having the readers there but I don't think that's why I liked it it was just hard and I went uh oh. <laughs> like I went, uh oh, no, 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 this is bad. It's like in the realm of, I mean, of Dota, which it was obviously a long time obsession. I was obsessed with Geometry Wars for a long time. I mean, it's the same way that you're kind of obsessed with Spelunky, just sure. that same sort of gets its hooks in. Wait, because it's hard. Yeah, I mean, it's that's a really like not elegant, like like description of why I li- why it's good, but it is a, the description of why I like it. I also like that this doesn't tell you how to play. And so I feel there's something about swimming in a body of water that you don't know how big it is that I really enjoy that sensation in a video game. Like when I'm playing Dota, I'm like, I don't know how much stuff I don't know. And I like that. Whereas when you play most games, you can assume based on its genre or the style of its release or the studio it's from, like how far away the experiential walls are mm-hmm. or eventually you're like, Oh, well I know everything now or I've seen it all or I am as good as you need or, to be. Or to the do ways this. or the ways in which 
you aren't going to see all the things are predictable. It's like, sure, okay, sure. there's yeah. X more amount of content, and if I just kept churning, like I, would, I would see it all. Right? Sure. Yeah. At one point, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and I just have no idea what that is in this game. And it just keeps surprising me. Where like, And I think actually having Twitch commenters there has been helpful. And like, I'm like, oh, when do I upgrade my weapon? And it's like, you don't really. That's not what this game is about. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm just going to use this? It's like, yeah, no, you'll, you'll just get better and your stats might go up. Well, you will in eight hours. Yeah, that's but like, thing. that's incredible. <laughs> like, that's incredible. Like, yeah. I've never really played an action RPG or an action combat game where just holding out for the good weapon wasn't your path to, path to success. So, like, that's fucking cool. That's so good, you it know? Um, Are you yeah. on PSN? Like, is this game... I'm, oh, please, bro. <laughs> I mean, I, ima- I, I, don't, I know nothing about Bloodborne. I imagine that, like, Dark Souls or, and, the, and the other ones, there are little scraps of stuff left from other players, yep. and you can bring other players in. You can, you like... You can work- invade other people's worlds and things like yeah. that. Yeah, I don't really have a lot of that in, like, people... Like, I see, like, the ghosts of people going off to do stuff sometimes. There's, like, uh, transparent, like... Yeah. white light that of, of people who go places and then you can walk up to these bubbling little like little icons on the ground and say hey what's going on with you and a red version of somebody like translucent will mm-hmm. run through the world and you'll see how they died um it's and like a then there are was it it's actually it's like, it's a, like bubble- a little it's a little gravestone that sort of bubbles up yeah from the, from oh, the ground. So it has like, like dirt is a little patch of dirt with a little gravestone that comes up when so you those are like those it. are called bubblers i imagine it's, well <laughs> yeah, in rhode island a bubbler bubbles. is actually a water phone bubbler really yes really so this is what my this- mom calls farting making a bubble <laughs> <laughs> she would have a good time in rhode island <laughs> <laughs> she would not she would be very confused like, what um hi mom um, <laughs> she definitely is listening to this. Uh, I'm very distracted. So I want to ask you, Sean, because I've been playing uh, a lot of this game. I've uh-huh. been, I'm doing a Let's Play at work, like a full-length Let's Play. I'm playing, we're streaming it, Patricia and I, and mm-hmm. I started my own playthrough. And I'm like about 10 hours in right now mm-hmm. of my own playthrough. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask you, how are you finding two things? First, the combat, which is my favorite part of the game. And second... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how often you've encountered this, but sort of the places where the game is less polished than I think it should be for how difficult it is. Is that oh. bothering you at all? Um, gosh. Well, the first part, the combat is sensational. Yeah. Uh, and that is where like I make the Dota comparison to where whenever I fail, it was my fault. And I like that um, in the game. And... Uh, it just, once you get your brain around the combat, it just feels intuitive, but in a very difficult, like, core game way. Sure. Like, it would not be intuitive to a very casual video game player who's just like, oh, I don't, I bought a console yeah. for the first time in 10 years, and people say Bloodborne's good. It's like, the path to this feeling intuitive is probably a long and hard and painful one. Um, I don't know if I've reached areas that I think are unpolished. But I also just don't, unless it's just like so painfully bad and careless that it makes, it gets like, raises like my ire. Sure. That I don't usually feel that way about <coughs> games. Like, I liked Mia's Mata. Yeah. And that yeah. game is just like really clunky. It's very unforgiving. And very unforgiving, you know? So, sure. I don't know. I just, I never. I'm really v- 
like not super critical of a game technically very often unless I feel like it's careless but I'll be very critical of a game creatively. I am almost never critical of a game technically unless it is so my my beef with Bloodborne, and to be clear, blood I beef. my <laughs> blood, blood beef, blood, blood beef twenty fifteen, my bloody beef, <laughs> my blood beef. Is, God, sorry, there's something about you saying my bloody beef that really grossed me out. It's a pretty gross uh, mm-hmm. concept. You should keep playing the game if you want to see gross things. Um, anyway, <laughs> my blood beef is such. Okay, this game is very exacting. Uh, it requires you to be pretty precise in the way that you're fighting everything. Um, I was stuck on a boss for something like six hours. Sounds one boss. Right. And, well, I beat the first one on my first try and did fine with it and everything. Um, and typically, and I think I've been doing okay with this game in general, this particular arena, and I don't know if you've been there yet, has a lot of... I have of, not. I guarantee it. Okay. It's it's the second boss in the game. His name is Father something or other. Time. Cool name. He Father, kills, it's he kills Father everyone. Gascoigne, I think, is his actual <laughs> Gascoigne. name. Gascoigne. That's very fancy. It's very Italian, I think. <laughs> it sounds French. Yeah, maybe mm. it is. It's French Italian. Maybe he's Basque. <laughs> I am both French and Italian, so it's possible. Yeah. Not it's that possible. it matters. The French and Italian facts. They do sleep together sometimes. My blood beef. But, okay. I got stuck on geometry multiple times and died because of that. Because you have to be very oh, right, fast, you have to right. kind of get out of the way quickly, and there are so many times where I got cornered into what does not look like a corner, but there are little gravestones, actually. Oh, and right. you can kind of, like, I like whip that, through though. them, and I can't, and I just get stuck on them and yeah. die, and it's frustrating, and I got very frustrated with that. That feels fair to me, because I killed dogs through cages earlier. That, I mean, so I'm like, okay. <laughs> you get me, I get That's you. That's true. <laughs> you see, like, yeah. That's true, but it's always followed by a... 45 to 60 second loading screen, which is the real I can tell you how to kick improve in that. the pants. I can tell you how to improve that. You can improve that? Yeah, I'll tell you. Well, you can't shorten the load, but I can okay. tell you how to make it more enjoyable, okay, which please, is something I discovered. Do. So on PlayStation, what you must do is you must install the Spotify app. Okay. And then you must listen <laughs> to Motown only. Okay. And then... This be- this amazing thing happens on the PS4. Who, if you were in, like, if this was your call, PlayStation Sony man or lady who is listening to this, <laughs> you're a genius and you deserve a raise. When you hit those load screens yes. and they're silent, the background music that you're listening to on Spotify, the volume goes up twenty percent. Wow. So okay, it's like, that's amazing. You die, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> it's just like Marlena Shaw is just like, California Soul! And you're like, oh my god, it's amazing! <laughs> so then you're just like, good. you're like sitting there, like decompressing to yeah. a song, and then it fades back up, and the music just ducks a little bit, and off you go. You this is like when you, really this good. is like in how cars now, when you get to freeway speeds, they'll bump up the volume a bit to compensate for road noise. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That, yeah. that level of sort of comfort. It's really, really comforts. elegant. It's incredibly elegant. Ugh. Yeah, it screws up your VOD, obviously, if you're streaming on Twitch to listen to pop music on sure, Spotify. Sure. But the Spotify integration on PS4 is very good. Okay, that's I have many cool. playlists that I would recommend. Apparently, there are some, like, Bloodborne playlists that it's just, like, yakety sax and shit like <laughs> oh that. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's fine, though. I but I think I, my, my, my taste is a little more refined. <laughs> yes. I feel like Michael Buble is pretty perfect for Bloodborne, to be honest. A little <laughs> Buble like, Bloodborne. Very, a very, very Buble Bloodborne. <laughs> It's actually sensational. You have no Blood idea. I kind of oh man, a, a, a Buble Blood Bloodborne bubbler. <laughs> oh my god. 
Yeah. Well, that does sound really lovely. That is really hard to say, also. It really is. You nailed yeah. it, though. I didn't, really, if you listen I back. Agree. From now on, whenever we start a podcast, <laughs> to, to get our vocal exercises Bloodborne bubbler, lion face. I love this idea. Well, I was going to say... I love the combat so much. Oh, sorry about getting stuck on the thing. Yeah, but I have something. Like, I have I like stuck. a that brought me something. Okay, yeah, brain. of course. I get very, very frustrated because I'm getting better at this game, and this is a really weird thing, but it's definitely true. I am getting better at this game, or I'm at least able to play this game because I'm getting to be a better boxer, and I'm getting to be a better boxer mm. by actually learning much more about space Ring position. and how far exactly yeah. about angles and space exactly and where right. I need to be. And so I kind of have applied that to this game and got better. So much faster when I started mm-hmm. thinking of it that way. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And like when I'm on the ropes in an actual boxing ring, I know exactly Man, how to get out. Man, non-metaphorical on the ropes. <laughs> an actual literal on the, on the ropes. On the ropes. I know how to get out. I know how to like swing out. I know how to like get my legs out and protect myself and get out of it. Mm-hmm. But I can't do that in Bloodborne. And it annoys me because in this game I can fight, you know, beast creatures and have crazy stamina and run all over the world and do all these supernatural things. But I can't unstick myself from a little grave and actually do what I would real life Danielle would do in a in an actual boxing match. Wait till the immersive real life immersive <laughs> bloodborne uh, available for the Vive. Oh, that's what I need. Morpheus. This is, See, Morpheus. This is a Sony exclusive. I don't think Duck Morpheus roll. Bo- body tracks. Morpheus yeah, what are you? 2. Morpheus, yeah. Maybe 3. They'll ship Morpheus blue pill and red pill, obviously. <laughs> and one of them will have body track and the other one will just One of them will like, tell you the truth about Gamergate. Oh, no! No red pill! Uh, what, the Bublé Bloodborne Bubbler Blue Pill. Oh my god! <laughs> So those readers who are still with us, <laughs> no more blood beef. B is for this podcast. <laughs> Your blood beef is ready, sir. <laughs> um, Blue pill or blood beef? <laughs> I'll do you have chicken. I'll, uh, the one, the other one, the one that's not. Close? I all have. Which one is the game again? <laughs> is there a, like a halal option? Yeah, I'll have the halal. Is the blue bill kosher? <laughs> um, is gelatin in it? Well, I was going to say that the positioning is something I actually really do like. Because I'll get into something with a creature, and instead of freaking out, I'll be like, my first thought always in Bloodborne is, not how do I defeat you, but where do I want to fight you? Mm, and I think, yeah. and that's a Dota thing, actually. I'm just sort of like, mm, okay, I need a position where my man's going to be in case this goes poorly. I can go that way. Or I can use the uphill advantage or this, that, and the other. Um, that makes a lot of sense, actually. So I, that's, I think about that all the time, playing Bloodborne, which I really like very much. So, oh, sorry. To, Sean, what you were saying earlier when Danielle was asking you if you get frustrated at parts that seem um, unpol- un- unpolished in their difficulty, um, that put me in the mind. You know, I was talking about um, <clears throat> two weeks ago or maybe last week, I was talking about um, Ori in the Blind Forest and the way that I sort of just got into this weird grinding pattern in that game where I just wasn't really sure if I was at fault or, or if I just couldn't figure out what to go or, or, or what was going on. And so I, I just kept like essentially dig my way out of the prison with a spoon, you know? <laughs> and like, and, and I got some, I mean, I, I hit a hard wall at a certain point, which was just, there's a puzzle you can't solve period. And it's just a discrete puzzle that just is like do a to B. And that's the only way you can get past this. Um, but for a lot of the other, until that one choke point where I finally had to just figure out what to do, uh, I I did end up making a lot of sort of auxiliary progress. 
And something like Bloodborne, I feel like puts me into that same mode, but in a way where it's not really correct or incorrect to do that. It's just, can you do the thing? Like when you're, when you're describing like, where do I fight the enemy? That kind of thing makes a huge difference in a souls game and is just down to like, do you want to min max this at this moment? And how are you going to bring your experience to with just not your experience is like your number of experience points, but your experience as like, a des- denizen a of this world, basically, yeah. <laughs> to figure out, like, what am I going to do here? And it as a beefy bloodborner. <laughs> I also feel like I I don't in a game like this where so much of it is about just how you know, as you say, like if you die, it's probably your fault. Um, it's almost like being playing video games as a kid, when you have such little access to disposable exactly cash right. yeah. and like quantity of video games that you don't even have, there is no such thing as an opinion in your brain about like, is, could they have done this part better? Like, this right. is just what there is. Like this, uh, this is the game I have. I'm going to play it until mm-hmm. I cannot or until I'm, it's, <clears throat> it's done. Well, and, like, and you will, and yeah. th- games like this put me in that mode a bit because they allow, that kind of like it's all on you as the player, mm-hmm. right? Like you can't complain that it's not that it, that it's like too hard. Right. It's like, well, get better then. And that when I play this game, I hear like the annoying kid on my block who we had to hang out with because he was friends of a friend. <laughs> Name who, him. Who is <laughs> Name him. Shame. Michael Buble. <laughs> so Michael Buble would be there. And he would be his turn, and Sing then he a would sad song. And then Michael Bublé would get killed by a fucking guy in a top hat with a scythe, and Michael Bublé would then be like, "This is fuck. This is cheap. This game is so cheap, dumb. This is bullshit." You know, and like it was always the difference, like. That really weird a, stage mannerisms that guy developed later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for you sure. know what I mean, though. There was that. There was oh, there's that type of writer. player who's just like the game is cheating or not playing by some certain rules or like you know right. what i'm talking yeah, about yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, very sure. like immature but like it's like child cynicism which is a very like strange type of cynicism because you know yeah, I mean? it has no it has no large like larger context exactly right you can't be like cosmically cynical because you have no sense of the <laughs> right you can't feel like the world's out to get you you're seven you don't know what the yeah. world is yeah <laughs> the, world, the world you know none percent of i it. actually getting through i finally beat this boss last night and made a ton of progress and it opened up three new areas and was so over leveled for these other areas that it's great and i'm having so much fun congrats but thank you <laughs> but i used a very sean tactic to get there because i was so frustrated i was you getting berated so him mad. until he went home and <laughs> took his own life that's what it was. Whoa, he really, Jesus, he was sorry. very upset. I no, I, like I, I, I did the whole, like, going to the DMV thing that you explained a few weeks oh, ago. Nice. Like, Sometimes, I went oh. to the DMV with Bloodborne, and that's yeah. the only way I did it. And I also, I took advantage of the arena eventually, and he got stuck and was, like, you're shooting me and actually shooting oh, into, like, yeah. a tree or something like that. So I finally was able to, like, take the game's yeah, unpolishedness, totally. basically, and sort of turn it against the this enemy. This is what I'm so talking about. Like, you hoisted the game on its own great. petard. Yeah, it's like, Sean, when you were talking about, like, you can't feel bad about the gravestone because you killed a dog through the jail. Right, like, yeah. that's right. I, I totally know. <laughs> that's, that's kind of something. I think that the Soviets are going to land tonight. I'm not sure. Those are some of like the words a- I used. 
Everyone knows Have what I mean. Have you killed a dog through the jail? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I just slipped up microfiche. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oops. Uh, but yeah, because but like because of because those things There's happen. A new dead drop. I feel, yeah. I feel totally justified. Yeah. In the like shooting my one hit point per shot little totally. magic missile at the boss who's like physics clipping into the you know <laughs> right i'm totally fine with that. Pole. because yeah. it's gonna do it to you that's the right. thing like yeah. if uh-huh. all's fair in bloodborne yeah. you know like, dota's the idea. same way it's like oh the guy dc'd and oh i killed him even though i looked up and he had dc'd three seconds before because he would do that to me if he was here <laughs> yes it's the exact i don't know it's very similar. I yeah. like a game that's as hard as like people who are very good at the, on the internet at playing a competitive game. That's I wanted to know what you thought about the aesthetic of it, and if you've gotten oh. past the first sort of initial area at this point. Um, no, I'm not, I'm still in. Like, You're still in Central Yarnum. Yarnum. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, because I actually I listened to the Bloodborne segment from like two episodes ago because I disagreed with Chris about um the aesthetic. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if I had a strong feeling about it actually, really, but I'm totally into it. It's fine. The thing that, um, like, I don't <laughs> good like, box whatever. <laughs> whatever. It's like the thing I appreciate about it is that it's specific, and like the milieu that they, that they've chosen allows at least a lot of the early early characters to have different silhouettes, so you kind of know what you're getting into with each person. It's like, oh, it's a top hat guy with the rifle, with the blunderbuss, versus like a tiny little rifle. It's like it's it's the guy with the scythe. It's the guy with this. Um, I'm totally fine with the Victorian era stuff. Like, it doesn't cross over into, like, steampunk grossness for me. It doesn't feel like it fetishizes, like, 10,000 tiny gears, yeah. like, making a monocle. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I hate. <laughs> but, um, I like that it's not, to Chris's point from either last week or the week before, I like that it's not at the expense of, uh, of the mutedness of these games that mm. it's not a lore fest that I have no idea what's happened in this incredibly specific place. I like, I mean, I was always kind of, I was kind of put off by the souls games before because they just kind of felt like rated R fantasy to me sure. where it's just like mm, really I sharp. Like it just felt like sharp armor and swords and, skeletons and it sounds like if you get into those games that's like not D- the feeling that they have yeah, yeah the aesthetic the really aesthetic not. of those felt like D to me it, it felt like so a non-choice much, to me mm, yeah i really strongly disagree with that it feels like a actual real world like obviously there's things in it that are made up and supernatural because of course there are but like it doesn't feel like something was made up just because it like looks crazy and like fucking yeah. sick. Like everything in it feels <laughs> yes. like it's just like, no, this is just like, I don't know. Nothing in a souls game is fucking sick. <laughs> I don't that know. is their Fact. one brand attribute. It's tough to describe exactly <laughs> no, I what I mean, what I saying. guess, but it's like, would you say there's something that feels classic in it to you? Yeah, it, it, yes, it does. In the sense that when you look at, um, if you look at fantasy art from like, even almost the medieval era or something when like the concept of an animated skeleton was in itself like weird and like unnerving. I think that is like, that is kind of the type of fantasy that game Mm. conjures. And I think it's just, um, I like that take because it feels so orthogonal to modern fantasy, which is so much, uh, there's so much like spectacle and like just, 
totally crazy character mm-hmm. designs and, and, and so on. I like that it's a huge AAA game that would clearly cost millions of dollars, but nothing about it feels indulgent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that feels like it's I, I all, like, yeah. I feel that about Dark Souls, the Souls games as well. Yeah, and I'm sure that's sure. like yeah. just yeah. Miyazaki. Yeah, they're yes. just very he's very restrained. Yeah, very it seems needed. like that's yeah. probably just like a one of like a mm-hmm. I don't know a thing like he cares core about. tenet of his yeah. design yeah. style. Yeah. Do you guys uh, do you guys want to talk about um uh do you guys want to talk about Michael Bublé Xbox <laughs> avatars? Yes. Because I really have spent this whole episode just kind of wanting to talk about Xbox avatars. Do you want to talk about that Chewbacca? Yes, I want to talk about that Chewbacca. On the, on Xbox, there are, this is Xbox One, I guess? No, it's not Xbox One. Okay, on Xbox Xbox 360, everyone knows. This is why we need an explanation. I don't know. Yeah, okay, so. Okay. The thing about, because Xbox One really sidelines those avatars because no one cares about them. Is that true? Yes. The Xbox 360, when it went from the blades, God bless them, to the new Xbox experience. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I was big on the avatars. Yeah, they introduced those avatars to compete with Mii's. And then when the Xbox One came out, apparently the only place that an avatar is heavily featured is when you're creating your account. Mm -hmm. And even then, it's making a profile picture, which you don't have to do. But... Avatars have lived on, and avatars are now in Windows 10. That's the hot news. Oh, man. Like, oh, man. Oh, avatars are fucking Thank bad. God. If you, <laughs> yeah. That's all I need in my Windows. Yeah, so when you get Windows 10, you can log in to your Microsoft account, and your stupid dorko man that you made when you created your second account after you created your first 360 account, then realized you forgot to set up live on your from your old original Xbox. You have that, yeah. that guy that you make in three seconds is going to leap out. On Windows 10. He's going like to spin around and give the peace sign. I'm back. Wearing cowboy boots, green tights. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hopefully. That's what my guy um, was wearing last, last I saw him. <laughs> I, the, okay, so they released a bunch. Was it multiple Star Wars characters? I have no avatars? idea what the Star Wars characters is. That's the whole thing about this. Because I read the news on Polygon. <laughs> and this. Polygon just says, Xbox avatars come to Windows 10 preview. And the picture that's associated <laughs> with it is just... The worst Chewbacca. That's all. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really strange. It looks like this is a totally inept Chewbacca. And then you realize that there are holes where his eyes are and human <laughs> eyes <laughs> behind those holes. And then you realize, oh, my God, the like official concept of avatars is that they're all just a person – and so if you want your avatar yeah, to be amazing. of a different species or a fictional species, it's a they mask. have to be wearing a mask and a costume. Hey, Spaff, so throw, me, throw the, me that phone. The, the, like, I want you to you know what this looks like? It looks like Darth Vader is wearing it a does. That's what Sean said. Outfit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's like a hairy like, yeah. Darth Vader helmet. Okay, so like, let's say like I've just like kidnapped somebody you love, and I'm like, just tell me who this Star Wars character is, or they're never getting them back. And I showed you that that fast. You'd yeah, be like Vader. Of course, you're wrong. Vader it is Chewbacca. Dart, <laughs> wrong. Dart Fiener. Chewbacca. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Italian Vader. Yeah, the, the, thing, the thing that I love about... So I guess, yeah, I guess while these avatars have continued to live on and no one has paid attention to them, <laughs> Sorry. there's a goddamn Star Wars pack. But, the like, I feel like Star Wars toys in the 70s were, like, notably, probably above the quality of a lot of... Star Wars toys, or above the quality of a lot of shitty cheap kids' toys, like kids, those Kenner Star Wars figures. But at the same time, are you talking about the big figs or like I'm talking just about just like, like classic, classic Star Wars figures, not great quality. And this feel like I feel like Star Wars merchandise on the whole has gone way up in quality to the point where you are not going to be a licensed Star Wars toy manufacturer if the Disney licensing person goes, that is just the Darth Vader mold, and you stamped a Chewbacca <laughs> face into it. You can't do that. But, but with the Avatar, say, yeah. you can. Yeah. Like This is like you dress up as bad Star Wars merchandise. It's pretty oh. good. It's, oh, I don't oh. know. 
I want to explain my earlier comment that in an, in Italian, <laughs> I want to run a Dark Fiener, Dark Fiener, yeah. So in Italian, Vader, I guess, is like Vader. I guess is like toilet. Yeah, it's like what how you say toilet, or it's a way you can say toilet. This was confirmed by our local Italian, Paolo Sericio. Excellent. Uh, and so he was renamed Dart Fenner, Dart Fiener, uh, and when Fenner. we Fenner, and when we asked Paolo. We're like, hey, Paolo, is it true that that they they didn't call him Darth Vader in Italian because because it sounds like toilet? He fucking exploded. He's like, oh my god, it is uh, that is what they call him. But I never <laughs> understood why, and he's totally right. It's like toilet. <laughs> well, it's because Paolo. He said he said, oh, I first saw Star Wars in English, and I always was like, why are some of my friends? Why did some people say Fiener? Some people say Vader. I didn't know why, and then he was like. But it doesn't even sound like Vader Vater. Oh, <laughs> he like totally cracked up again in his toilet. Oh man, it was so good. That was like a choice, choice Palo moment. Yeah. Also, yeah. we then became obsessed with the fact that Darth Fiener could just be another Star Wars character yeah. who is just <laughs> a lower Darth who is yeah. Italian. <laughs> Next to whatever Sleazebagano, the high Sleazebagano? Yeah, there's an actual guy. I don't remember the first part. It's like Van or, I don't know, some stupid thing. But the last part of his name is actually Sleazebagano. It's real. This is a real Star Wars character. Oh, Sleazebagano. Of course he is. I mean, you know. Oh, man. Star Wars naming. Oh, the We can do a whole podcast about that. I spent an hour of my day the other day watching the entire uh, making of episode one Phantom Menace documentary. Oh. It was the greatest thing I've ever... It, it feels like a mockumentary. The like, best part about that is just when, being like, what? when Spielberg visits and yes. then he breaks the he robot. Breaks the fucking robot. <laughs> and then he tries to put it back on. He's like, we're going some higher quality robots. It's yeah. a stupid thing. It was amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, I remember that scene. That scene is really tragic it's it just like, it's called come a- and check out my cool thing i'm making and he's like the arm looks kind of dumb to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that uh, phantom menace documentary it's it's so good i was surprised at how honest it actually was we're yeah. like that stuff because the that producer that like the producer whoever was producing Rick the prequels him. yeah he is just like a yes man asshole <laughs> but in that video it is that where you just see yeah. him on the phone and be like whatever the fuck George wants and hangs <laughs> up or whatever wow how is that on the featurette <laughs> it's totally true it's they incredible. probably thought that the movie was going to be so like such a big deal that it just wouldn't it's like this is the yeah. arduous process that it took to create yeah. greatness somebody yeah. thought they exactly. were making like uh, Sophia like no Francis Ford Coppola's wife's film like Heart yeah, of Darkness yeah it's like Heart of Darkness <laughs> of the Phantom yes. Oh my god. I bet that Lucas actually said it's okay if this is like a Heart of Darkness situation. He, he says it's okay so many times in this documentary. He said, you know, he goes to Jake Lloyd, little baby Anakin, he's like, it's okay if you can't pronounce this right. He goes to somebody else, he's like, it's okay if this kind of breaks off. We can fix it. He goes to the Jar Jar guy and he's like, it's okay if you can't it's okay really if see you the neck. Screw up everything. It's okay if your existence is everything bad. Everything is great. And the whole movie is just him saying everything is great. And there's just So, so basically yes. it's all about just like it's fine. That's it's not not striving for greatness, time. just like compromising. Like it's fine if you can't pronounce that. We'll just change else. his name. It's fine if you can't act. We'll just make that change part of the character. It. I just it's made fine. it up anyway, it's right? Fine. It's, it's okay. It's all part of the movie. It's fine. We'll make millions of dollars. And they, they did. <laughs> it doesn't I mean, matter. He was right about that part. Anyway, that was delightful. <laughs> 
delightful hour. It's on YouTube if anybody ever wants to watch yeah, it. Like, it's right awesome. there. It's delightful. Oh, it's, it's worth talking about the fact that both Venn Diagram and Gantt Chart could be <laughs> oh, Star right. Wars character names. That's all. That's all. <laughs> yes, yes. You're right. Oh, also, the, that came up because we were talking about the Venn Diagram that is Dash Rendar on one side, Darth Vader on the other side, and Dart Fenner is in the middle. <laughs> right. And then you had, Jake, you had written Venn Diagram above it, and I'm like, Venn Diagram should just be in this diagram. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad. I can't believe Ben was left out of that one. That BB-8 robot, so good. God, they're going to sell so many BB-8s at Christmas. It's not even going to be a, it's going to be disgusting. BB-8 robots. Bluetooth BB-8s. Stop saying BB-8. Video game. We would like to thank our sponsor for the week, Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to build your own professional website. Or, or a store. Or online portfolio or online's redundant there the blog the blog all these things jake what? what was the first website you ever built in your entire life uh it was called jake's homepage yeah <laughs> <laughs> how did you make it uh i learned what a table was no i used the, the, the html composer built into netscape 3 i think that sounds incredibly complicated it was terrible what was the hardest thing about it? Um, the hardest thing was expressing my thoughts on the ending of Monkey Island 3. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, you if, could... what if that was the only part you had to focus on? It would be amazing, yeah. right? So if I, if I used Squarespace to do that, well, then I would probably offend some of my friends if I wrote the things that I wrote when I was a teen now that I've made games with them. <laughs> Chuck Jordan would be like, what? My God, why would you create a Squarespace website just to take me down a peg? <laughs> <laughs> But it would be incredibly easy to ch- take Chuck down a peg if I used Squarespace to put up my uh, acerbic teen game blog. <laughs> Squarespace, <laughs> take Chuck down a peg. <laughs> Squarespace.com, use the offer code THUMBS for 10% off. Yeah, it's, it's good service. Video game. You don't have to put that stuff on it. No, you, you can put whatever you want. Yeah, good stuff. But if you want to take Chuck down a peg... It's an option. Consider it. Just use the code. That's really all. <laughs> Please use the code. Please use it. Please just use our code. Please call me. <laughs> I wish our episode was brought to you by that desperate plumber. Oh, no. God, Please have you seen me. the van, the plumbing van? It's like O'Grady's plumbing or whatever. Yeah. It just flies around yeah, town. Billboards too. And it's just got this, like, this plumber. This is just maudlin flat face. And it just says, please call me. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a hint of desperation yeah. to his eyes. Yeah. Oh. It's please, comma, Call me exclamation point. Aww. Yeah, it's very pleading. Yeah, it's either like I, I'm, this is all I have, or it's like my family will die. Like I don't know what it is, <laughs> no. but it's like please call me. Like <laughs> just invent something that's wrong yeah. so that I like the With phone. Your Fiener or your Vader or whatever the fuck. Yes, <laughs> my Vader. I'm just so damn lonely. <laughs> that is yeah. He's an Italian yeah. plumber. No, there is another plumbing company in the t- in town that's using Mario and Luigi on their hands. But really? like, Whoa. yeah, it's, it's like, like palette swap. But yeah, but Mario's yeah. got blue. He's got a blue shirt over <laughs> green overalls with a purple hat. It's oh. fucking awesome. Oh, it's like is that actual awesome. copyright infringement, or oh, it's one hundred percent. It's like CG. It's like Mario Galaxy key oh art. God. It's yeah, just been yeah. hue shifted. Yeah. Wow, it's really good. I have not seen this. Oh man, they are they're in the Richmond at least. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty good. I can't declare that their work is any good. <laughs> Just to be clear, they're not sponsoring this. Man, I watched Citizen Four last night. It's good. Holy fuck! 
I'm I've been I've been bummed all Vegas is Citizen Four. Really? It's just that's two HBO documentaries in a row that have like here's <laughs> oh, something you definitely know about and you know all of it, but you haven't felt it. You haven't felt the magnitude of the reality of it. And the Citizen Four documentary does that in a way that is very good. It's also incredibly well made. It won an Oscar, right? That was best documentary of last year. Did it win an Oscar? Yeah, yeah it BAFTA. It's so well made that it's fucking better. I'm tweeting to myself to watch that. It's on tweeting to yourself. This is how I remember things. It's on HBO Goo. G E A U X. It's the H B O G O. That's what Father Gascon or whatever. Oh yeah, it's really good. So it'll help me remember. Are we back? I feel back. Danielle. Hey. Nintendo rhymes Yo, with Nintendo. You're correct. I played a few Nintendo games this week. In fact, oh, shit. I'll only tell you about one of them because, again, I played 12 games this week. So I played Splatoon. Suppose what? Oh, man. Splatoon. It's been like a year since we talked about Splatoon. Yes, or maybe it has. six months. I don't even know what that is. It's a Splatoon. Splatoon Thanks, is Nintendo's new IP. Totally new IP. What? I guess. Uh, it is a, a shooter. It is actually a squad based. Shooter, online shooter, but it's also kind of a platformer. It's very cute, it's very colorful, and the premise is that you play a little sort of uh, anthropomorphic squid people who are running around shooting colored ink. I like at you said you play a people. That's very, <laughs> that's like <laughs> a very, you play, a, you play a people <laughs> like a violin. They're suckers. <laughs> <laughs> you play a great and profound people. I know, you're describing it like Civ. <laughs> the, <laughs> you the, are but the, the anthropomorphic squid I think people of Splatoon. Everything's a pun in this fucking game. I think it's Inklings. They're Inklings. I'm pretty sure. Do you yeah, have an inkling? I'm almost positive. Is this a first-person game? Is uh, third? No, it's actually a third-person game. It's over the game. shoulder? Okay. This feels not like Nintendo. This feels like THQ but it's from actually four years ago. Yeah, that's yes. exactly the right touchdown, and I think. It looks, yeah. well, For how okay. the art looks, anyway. Here's what how in I, the world? Here's how I like to describe it. Is this first-party? Yes, it is, actually. It's EADs. It's internal. Um, what is it? Sorry, it's, it what? EAD is one Nintendo of Nintendo's EAD. internal teams. It's like one of their... It's Tokyo? Oh, their, okay. One of their Tokyo God, internal studios. This doesn't feel Japanese either. This feels. It smells fishy. Something to you. Smells, something, oh, something God. It smells you like that it's one, those, didn't you? It's those inklings. It's the inklings. I have an inkling. Something is fishy. So, Splatoon. Yes. I played the single player game, and I. Okay, so last year at E3, I played the multiplayer game, and I enjoyed it. It's fun. It's kind of goofy. It's not really a shooter so much as it's sort of half platformer, half shooter. Because when you spray your ink on something, that allows you to swim in it and go, you know, three times the speed. Now it sounds like a Nintendo game. Yes. And it allows you to kind of like climb up walls and jump on things. I played this week, I played the single player game and sort of the 1v1 little multiplayer game, and it is shockingly fun, and it feels a lot like, tell me if you've heard this one before, Jet Grind Radio on the Dreamcast. It actually feels astoundingly really? like playing that game, huh. especially because of sort of the movement and the fact that it's actually kind of a platformer when you're playing it single did player. Did you play Sunset Overdrive? I did. It felt it. Was it in that school as well? It's sort of... I didn't like that game. Uh, Sorry, I mean, it's a good game. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't... I'm sorry. That didn't jump to my mind when oh, I played it. <laughs> Jack Ryan Radio did, I don't though. like to not like things on this podcast. I understand. Oh, games. I like to not like a lot of stuff. I, I totally understand. Um, I'm very incredulous. You are. It's hard It's hard to please Can you. Look at but this? you like Bloodborne, so that's cool. Yeah, it, it's, it's very <laughs> cute and cartoonish. And no, I can't even begin... 
I just kind of keep seeing the squids from like an underwater Mario three level, but I know that's not what this but they're, is. They're like little neon cute cartoon people who are also squids. <sighs> that yeah. makes it harder to understand. I know. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Not doing the best job making this great radio here. <sighs> okay. Tag What's the that? power of paint. Did you play that? Tag the power of paint. It was sort of the portal oh, kind precursor. Of yeah. Nintendo. Yeah, I mean this is it's, it's a it's, little bit like that. It's got it's got that, like, like the paint the paint gun stuff in Portal or like yes. the just the gross splotchy crap in Mario Sunshine that you yes. squirt everywhere yes. and slide around, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's a little bit of both of those, but the core game is basically an online shooter. However, again, like I said, what I played this week was not sort of the multiplayer Wasn't stuff. There it was a single you could player. Slide stuff. in an epic Mickey. You could do that. I think there you could was. Just slide around and do that shit. Or you could do something with ink. Maybe you, you could just erase things and draw things, but this game often looks like Portal Two, like the weird the part where you. Like, that's what we're talking about with because that's tag the power of paint. That's the yeah. team oh, right. that yeah, became yeah, yeah. the Portal there's, Two. There's a lot okay, yeah, of that the DNA. Yeah. They did well, the paint mechanics. Cool. It's uh. really fun. Hmm? Ah, paint. I really, really like weird. platformers. So <laughs> this is Nintendo first party. I know, and it's to- without any kind of existing IP. We've shown these podcast hosts a copy of Splatoon. Let's hear their reactions. <laughs> this is weird. This is a Nintendo <laughs> game because it's very colorful and it's very that actually polished. fits into a certain like recent like, era of Nintendo marketing too. When that they could were, be '90s Nintendo marketing too, where it's just like or like when they were trying Wii to introduce era. people to the yeah. Wii U. The remember when they had this like, the TV? They had this like desperate like yep. the Wii U. It's like your oh, Wii, you're but right. it's better. <laughs> you're yeah. right. Yeah, God. Yeah, those interviews are amazing. So yeah. I, ha- I have to say. From spending a little bit of time with it, I am going to actually play the single player, even if nobody else does, because it's like a fun. I love that it exists. Yes, I love that like a really expensive new Nintendo internal thing has been made and out. It it feels very not Nintendo to me in its character design. It reminds me of. of, um, I mean, in many ways, it feels like the same sort of thing that would make Nintendo or that made Nintendo make Pikmin on the GameCube when they did, where you're just like. Okay, I guess you're making a game with a photoreal garden with a bunch of little tiny dots on it and weird <laughs> bugs. Yep. That's not what... Right. That pick, like, when but Pikmin, the imagery of Pikmin was so, like, elemental. You know what I mean? It was just, like, colored guys. Like, well... <laughs> colored, <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> colored plants. <laughs> Jesus. People Mary of Joseph. color. <laughs> um, you know, and, like... Purple men. The woods. <laughs> and it was this sort of, like... But it's still quiet, and this is like wow. Yeah, but it still looked unlike anything that I ever expect from Nintendo. Like I don't expect just photo real, like macro photography. At the time the Pikmin came out, it looked like photo real. Like it it looked nothing like what Nintendo usually does. And this is the opposite direction. This is like. It, this is cell shade. You know I've talked myself completely around yeah. in my opinion on D- this. This looks like, like a Sprite ad from the 90s or something to me. Like, yeah. Or just like... Uh, the way they're actually marketing this is kind of amazing, too, because these little squid people all have... They're very fashionable, and they actually made, like, a Tumblr. Like, Nintendo made a Tumblr that's basically a lookbook for fashion for these little squid people. Funny you mentioned Tumblr, because I was just scrolling through Google image search for Splatoon, and I've already Did inadvertently come on, like, soft porn... Oh like, God! Like you know, like the, that sure. style, that like risque sure. art that's clearly intended to get a rise out oh, of a certain kind of people who likes a goo creature. Um, I guess Nintendo has a pretty like rich history of investing in platform, like first party new stuff. It seems like they go in phases, though. Kind of N sixty four. There was a ton of it, and then there wasn't. 
much of it on the GameCube. There's GameCube a lot of like exclusive third party. GameCube had Pikmin. It had I think it had Chibi Robo. Oh, yeah. Chibi, Chibi Robo. Was amazing. Oh, and yeah, Animal, Animal Crossing. And Animal Crossing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I guess yeah. I th- was Animal Crossing N64 first old. in Japan? It was in Japan, I think, and then or like it was developed on the N64, and I think it was delayed and delayed, weird. and then okay. it was, or, but, but it came out on the GameCube here. Yeah, first, yeah, yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I don't know. I'm good. I hope I hope somebody buys a lot. I liked it. How's the online stuff? I uh, well again I had only sort of played that a year ago at E3 oh, okay, so right. it was yeah. fine at E3 but, but like that entire God only like, knows, you know you're it's you're still hamstrung by Nintendo's that's why that's exactly what I was asking yeah. they seem I had to have kind of gotten their shit together with Smash uh, for the most part which works well it works but well. in terms of like you know, matchmaking and all that other good stuff. yeah like I accidentally have thirty friends on PSN after a week you know sure. what I mean like yeah. I wasn't even trying and then all of a sudden it's like well all my friends are adding me somehow like, yeah you know I actually I mean because I don't play multiplayer shooters I'm looking forward to the single player stuff I'm not yeah, yeah. exactly necessarily the uh, core market for this game but I'm going to enjoy it you're not gonna have, have a Splatoon LAN I mean I'm <laughs> going to play it with my friends certainly there's no question um, but. I'll probably play all the you same players. Can't LAN a Wii U? No, no. probably not. But well, you can Wi-Fi LAN it, like like you did. The other yeah, you just use the internet. Right? It's yeah. the same, same thing. Um, oh, that's true. I guess you could LAN. Yeah, you can have you can multiple Wii's on the internet in the same house. Yeah, I mean that's Weird. what I did with my just Dota LAN. Play with lag for no reason. You you could. Yeah. All right, I have several other games here. What? All right, <laughs> why don't we do a vote? Do you want to hear about Mortal Kombat X? Everybody's no. gone to the Rapture. Yes. That yes. You want to? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. I, I don't know what that <laughs> game is. Everybody's gone to the that Rapture. Game. That's a game that I should know about because it's like in the same realm as the game. We're they on. seemed uh, the demo person seemed interested in Firewatch. I will certainly say that. Yeah, I'm incredibly interested in this game, but I have no idea what it is. So it is. It's the Chinese room. They made Amnesia, Machine for Pigs, and uh, Dear Esther. Dear Esther. Yeah. It's the same dev. Uh, same style of game. Certainly, it's sort of uh, you know what people would. God, it's just a walking simulator? Yeah, exactly. Oh, but it's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> like, it's stunningly beautiful, photorealistic, almost. or You know, it's a bit stylized, but for the most part, it, it's a gorgeous... Tell me if I get this right, English person. <laughs> Shropshire? Shropshire. Shropshire. Damn it. Try it. Depends where you're from in England, I would okay. say. Okay. All right. Well, it is... So you're probably right. Some place, <laughs> some region. Thank you for making me feel better about that. Uh, it is a... <laughs> Shropshire. It is set in the... Uh, Shropshire. It is set in the mid-80s. In the Shire. In yeah. the Shire. You know, naturally. Baggins Shire. It's, uh, sorry, that was really dorky. And now I'm I'm off. It's fine. okay. Chris can delete it later. Yes, please do. That was I will the not. Dorkiest thing I've <laughs> no, ever you're on done your own here. You're, in my entire life. You're fine. I don't even like Lord of the Rings. What is wrong with me? You're, okay. dig- you're digging deeper. Keep here. digging. The longer you talk about it, the longer it's set the, in the 1980s <laughs> in Shropshire, uh, and there's no one else around. You're in a small town, and you're sort of walking around as you do in games of this nature. And in Shropshire, that's what you do. There's what no, you do in Shropshire. There's no one around. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's literally <laughs> no one around. I'm not going there. <laughs> in, this, in this beautifully rendered town. Well, they've all gone to the Rapture. They've all gone to the Rapture. Uh, an event has happened. It, it the is, Rapture. is supposedly <laughs> post-apocalyptic, but we don't know what the apocalypse was, and it didn't ruin anything, just everybody's gone. So the entire game is sort of a little mystery. You're getting bits of story by sort of walking around the the atmosphere. There are things like quarantine posters and, and sort of store windows and things like that. And there are also little events that happen. This is sort of their version of, uh, you know, there aren't really any, like, audio logs or anything like that, but there are events that you go up to. They're actually sort of little 
balls of light that are, that show up in this world because nothing else looks like a little ball of light, basically. You go up to it, you tilt the six axis, and it sort of shows you a little scene where the little people are just spectral. Wait, so it's not an audio log, it's a video log? Sort of. It's a basically, vlog? Basically, it's, it's a vlog, basically, and it sort of gives you a little bit of story, a little bit of backstory. Uh, the performances are amazing so far, very heartfelt. I almost cried in the middle of, like, a demo room. Uh, which is not something I usually do, in case you think that's what I do every day. Um, <laughs> you know, this is in the middle, actually, of, like, a demo of, like, eight different indie games, and they had one sort of, everybody's gone to the Rapture uh, set up at the end of the room, and, like, you know, there's there's a very emotional scene in this demo that I played uh, that had to do with a person, and sort of, they were really worried about their kids, and they didn't want to know what had happened next, and I won't spoil it or anything. But it was very touching. They went to the rapture. I think everybody went to the rapture. Is I what mean, happened. Uh, but it's it's very. The title doesn't leave a lot yeah. of room for nobody to go. Well, nobody. It's like maybe the everybody, kids. but like three kids didn't go to the, the rapture. Three kids are there okay, playing. Well, this Simon. actually leads to a question that I have. <laughs> are you a person? That's not clear yet. Okay. You have a presence to you. You have footsteps. You have, you okay. know, there's that little bounce to your walk. So there's yeah, some kind yeah. of presence. So you're a, per- you're a person. You're probably a cyborg. You are definitely a <laughs> robot dog the ground. in this game. Yeah, how many footsteps did you hear? God, you remember when there was that footstep bug on Wallace and Gromit and it just sounded like Gromit was a fucking, like, eight-legged spider beast? We found out that they don't do foley for every one of Gromit's footfalls because if you actually do, it just goes... He's a scary man. Yeah. It's true. Well, he's a dog. Oh, you're right. But he stands. Wallace is the man. I mixed but them up. But he does stand to do things That's often. True. So I imagine you're playing as dog. Wallace. <laughs> you're definitely Wallace. You are in From Wallace and Gromit. Wallace are you anywhere near Wigan? And everyone else has gone to the rapture. <laughs> yes. And everybody's gone to the rapture. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of dogs. Chinese <laughs> Room and Nick Park <laughs> present. Cheese <laughs> yes. Gromit. Oh, what I didn't mention is this is all claymation. <laughs> right, yeah. All, the, all of those vlogs were, in fact, handmade. They were hand animated. By the animators at Ardman. <laughs> and so the reason I asked about uh, if you're a person or not, because it occurred to me as you were talking that you, in a video game, you could totally make a game that is actually about a post-apocalyptic world, not a post-apapocalyptic world minus one guy or like, and some people who are still here. So you're like, like the Wally or something that's left behind. Yeah, you're just like nothing. Oh, yeah. You could conceivably make a game in which the only purpose of it is essentially like disembodied anthropological fascination. I mean, right? this like, could I'm not be saying that. that's like what a game should be, but it's just like an interesting like Thought. thing to consider, right? Like there's no reason you couldn't do that. You know, be like if you actually want to explore what would a world be like without any people in it, not not with just one chosen person in it or like just with a tribal society in it, but like actually with no people when humans have been gone for like a century or something. You could you could totally do that in a there game. There was a TV show like that. Oh, really? What was it? It was like a discovery show called like The World After Us or The World yeah, Without mm, Us. It sounds really pretty cool. Yeah. It's just like, it's just just like fucking buildings us. covered in vines. Yeah, it's like cool whatever. That but I mean, you could still, <laughs> like, in, a, in a game where it's, <laughs> fi- where it's explicitly fictional, you could still have like personal scale stories that just would involve you. The, jung- the, uh, the game that's closest to that thing you're describing is... Um, Tokyo Jungle. Oh yeah, yes. that yeah. thing. That's basically that game. Yeah, like, <laughs> Tokyo <laughs> Jungle. You play as a platform you're a dog. Yeah. 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 I like that game. You're also you're you're like you're not just like a hus- you're a Pomeranian in that game. That's amazing. That's not the game that Chris is describing, but the one no, but there Sean are no people. But there are no people, right? No, I yeah. guess no. Yeah, yeah you're well, a fucking a Japanese chin lion. just running around nipping at like yeah. foxes that are trying to kill you. It's kind of great. It's fun. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Anyway, this game is very pretty. I think it's coming out this summer, but they didn't. They're not tied to a release date yet, but it's 
it's beautiful, and this is the sort of thing I quite enjoy when awesome. I'm not getting my hand, my ass handed to me in Bloodborne. So. Do you guys want to talk, speaking of this, about um, humanity's demise? Yeah, oh, let's yeah. Let's do it. Go. Absolutely. So, about two and a half weeks ago, I, uh, I very, so, readers, I know this is going to probably, this is probably um, not a popular thing to say, but I don't really click on the robot news stuff very often, because, like, what is that? I, you mean you don't? You know, a lot of tweets, a lot of things. Robot news is like always floating around, and like if you if I look at the Twitter, like the Idle Thumbs, like Twitter account, always abreast of robot news. <laughs> I don't really click. For some reason, I clicked on a link. That oh, showed, you're saying you don't click on like you don't navigate to news yeah. about? Okay, robot news. Oh, I don't, I mean, I don't mean like the abstract. It doesn't click with me. Right. Okay. I, right. I mean, my meant, mouse sorry. cursor does not hover yeah. over a hyperlink. <laughs> Your finger it doesn't intentionally yeah. go to this. And if it does, I do not depress my finger. Right. Um, where was I? So yeah, I for some reason ended up watching a video of a SVP or level person, CEO maybe of Intel, some executive. An executive man, a businessman. What was it? Was business? It, was it just like man? They're like just certain. some big just keynote presentation. Like was it, it at was an, an event? Intel keynote about like you know fucking Q4 chips. Like what's happened in the right. chip world? Semiconducting wafer industry. Yeah, <laughs> and then, But one like, but don't leave yet. Let me show you. These fucking spider robots. I know, what? <laughs> and I like turn to, to a table. Let me take a page from the book of old Steve Jobs here. <laughs> One last. What's thing. under this? This like six <laughs> six spider robots the size of a pizza box. <laughs> and he goes, and these spider robots are gesture controlled. And you see him be like, "Rise, robots!" <laughs> and for readers at home, I am. Making the hand gesture that sounds like you would if you were a fucking malevolent wizard and there was a dead thing and you wanted it to rise, your hand would go rise. And he does that and the spiders rise. And then he what? like And then he says attack he, and the crowd they're just You're dead. He sort of gestures to the left and they all sort of like sidle dance to the left and then he stops them. And then he goes, sleep. Oh, my God. <laughs> like a, sleep. Like You're a, very sleepy. Like a hypnotist. Yeah, like a hypnotist. Like Count Dracula? <laughs> no, like a fucking hypnotist at the goddamn county fair. <laughs> like, you know? And then, and then they, went, and they all just, all their eight little gross legs tuck in underneath themselves, and they sleep like a little cheeseburger sitting oh on a table. God. And the they, thing about the video that is the creepiest and the worst is that the businessman turns to the audience and just doesn't even say anything, but just kind of his look, his face just goes like, how about that? <laughs> he just sort of does that like, huh? Huh? Pretty fucking cool, right? Spiders. And the video's over. Oh my god! <laughs> and it's like, let's go to lunch! So then Jake and Chris and I walked... And the Avengers logo comes yeah, out. Yeah, we walked over across the street to Wolf's Lunch. And I'm like, why? Why does this... This is never going to be for sale. This is never going to like affect their stock price. This is just ego. This is Pure just ego. Ego of a man in a tie wanted to control some robots on stage and impress all of his yeah, fucking what rich you're friends. What you're saying is it's an origin story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
unstoppable. I mean, what, how can you find it on the internet? I just search for Intel Spider Robot. I'm sure you'll find <laughs> yeah, it. There, good. <laughs> no, the, the, videos, the, thing yeah. that, the thing that's interesting to me about, about this stupid Spider Robot thing is that it feels like this is... It feels like we're in a weird tech company, publicly traded, has a campus or multiple campus grade tech company robot arms race? Like an unspoken <laughs> weird Cold War is going on? It's not even... A, it, it's like... The the thing is... It's like a one-upsmanship thing, It though. is. Yeah, it's exactly... Yeah. It's keeping up with the Joneses in this sort of rich person's way, but it can turn on a dime into an arms race. That's like, what I want. I don't actual, want it. Actual literal arms That is why this yes. becomes robot news, though. <laughs> First off, I guess if you're making spiders, your arms race, you like... Uh, it's like you have eight arms uh, for every spider you make, so... Yeah, I know. Oh, this does just become Dr. Octopus, for sure. But, um, so, we have all these these things where, you know, our world is going to shit. We are effectively automating ourselves out of jobs. Like... Yes. Income disparity at an all-time, like, yes. human so, okay, yes. here's the thing. This robot news that is painted by these huge megacorps building up robots... And people slowly going out of work. Also, we're in this drought. We're getting into the next Dust Bowl. <laughs> Fucking Team Fortress 2 is real. This is now just going to be red company versus blue company with, like, the last nine people they have employed fighting over each other's proprietary technology. And then even then, three years later, one of the teams gets replaced by robots and everyone has yes. to fight the robots that have turned on them. This is actually what happened in Team Fortress 2. This is our lifetime. So what you're saying is the economy that you should be getting into now is hats. I'm saying the yes. hats. Yes! <laughs> you're in long business hats. in hats. Long the hat you're gonna game. going to be good. Yep. <laughs> long, long hats. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I'm a man-conomist. <laughs> God, the guy who used to be the Team Fortress 2 economist is now the finance minister of a major country. Ah, yes. It's all happening. Did you see yes. that he got, like, this video? Did you see this video service no. before he was the finance minister of Greece when he was just consulting at Valve? Where he was at an economics summit and somebody said, like, so what does Greece do? You know, Germany wants their Get money. Hats. You know, Germany's like, where is our money? He go, and he just said, like, I think at one point Greece needs to operate in like its own best interest, and like, yeah, turn to a company, a, a country like Germany, and say, boop, and he just gives the middle finger, and it was like a brouhaha a month right. ago. What? But the ex-Valve economist basically told Germany to go fuck itself in terms of their <laughs> debts. That makes Greek sense. Debts Did you see good. that? Then I guess it was him then that turned around to Germany and said, oh, hey, by the way, in the Second World War. You totally fucked up our country and ruined all these great things. You owe us like billions and billions of pounds. Oh. Or whatever. Like, but we'll years. take like, you know, yeah. we'll 50,000 keys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. How many buds you got? <laughs> oh, wow. You guys, do we have reader mail from you? Oh, readers? yeah, sure. Maybe one or two? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We certainly do. And what if Greece does switch over to the man economy? <laughs> They're buds only economy. Yeah. What are buds? What does that mean? Oh, the you ear- know what buds are? It's the earbuds. It's the Mac earbuds you could only get as a Mac. If you played TF2 on Mac during like the one month that TF2 first went to Mac, you got earbuds, and that was the only time you could get them. So they are the fixed item in the TF2 economy because there's only so many of them made. Yeah. The, the, the earbuds gold, is the, the gold the earbuds standard. The earbuds are the gold standard. Yeah. Oh, wow. It sets okay. the entire uh, yeah, Holy economy. man economy. And then, like, I think the the Sam and Max, like, the Max hat, there's a few things like that that are also there. I gotta tell you a story about that. Did you sell your Max hat? Oh, no. Huh. But I no longer have it. <gasps> yeah. <gasps> yeah. I wonder if I still have mine. Oh, I bet you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's pretty cool. 
I'm talking of hats. Do you, did you, did you play this? <laughs> My did you play Westerado? No. Double Barrel. Have you seen that game? I played a bit of it last Wait, night. Wait, the board game? No, no. It's um, it's it's published by Adult Swim. It's on Steam. Oh no, it's, I haven't. Like you know, they they so they made Robot Unicorn, whatever that game was, mm-hmm. uh, like it's a Flash thing. Pretty cool, yeah. This is another one of their Flash games that they've kind of beefed up into a real game. Oh, that's awesome. And I just kind of was like, eh, yeah, play that. That looks good, and it's super good. It's really fucking weird. It's like an RPG whodunit, uh, almost roguelike type thing. What? Uh, that's kind of incorrect. That's but like, it's fucking crazy. Like, when whodunit shows up in yeah. between game genres, oh man, an RPG whodunit <laughs> roguelike is. from like Mattel. Yeah, so it's like it's a western. You're like a rancher, and then like so your ranch is burned down, your family is killed, and you're like, ah, oh, I want revenge. So who you just it? go off to find out who done it. And everyone, yes. like, the very first person that you can go up to and talk to, one of the first things you can say is, you did it! <laughs> and Excellent! So, like, you're just walking around talking to people, accusing them of murder. But as you kind of do things and, like, do tasks with people, you get clues to who this might be. And you have a wanted poster in your inventory, and it's kind of, like, flashing between all these different people. And as you get more clues, it narrows it down. It's like, the guy had a brimmed hat and, like, <laughs> so red like, things. guess who? This is, like, yeah. dream phone, actually. This is, yeah. this is dream phone but for western it was really funny and you you, see you pull your gun on anyone and just kill them if you want to at any point and roguelike is the wrong way of describing it but what i mean by that is if you do something you can't undo it if you if you die it's not like there's no save like it just constantly is saving it forever so like if you just i like i rubbed a bank to see what would happen and now i can no longer go in the bank forever because they hate me (laughs) yeah which is really cool i killed my uncle I was just like, who's this guy? I can't guy? kill Forget. my uncle anymore. But yeah, well, no, but he, because he was an important character, just turned into a ghost man that doesn't talk to me. No. But, uh, <laughs> that doesn't talk to you? He does, he's mad, but yeah. no, he still talks. He's like, why you kill me? But, um, <laughs> but Please really call good. me. Has, Please call me. The, it has combat in it that's really kind of frantic, but you have to like cock your gun and then shoot it and then cock it again and shoot it and then like reload individual bullets. So like, it's so kind of really like, fiddly. Uh, like, um, like, Revolver. Uh, no, what is a game called? Receiver. Receiver. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like. But yeah, but then that combined with just like you know, kind of top down, up down, left right, called? shooting someone in the face. Uh, West Dorado double barreled. I'm so into this. <laughs> it's good. You should check it out. It's on Steam. I'm gonna play this. That's incredible. It's cool. It's got a really good aesthetic, and it's the art. You sold that. You definitely just sold a bunch of copies of that game. I got really <laughs> totally excited listening to you talk it's about cool. it. Check it out, Danielle. Is Dream Phone? Was that the game where like you figure out what boy has a crush? Yes, on? it yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, my sisters used to make me I play Dream Phone. I played a hell of a lot of that. I like that you checked in with Danielle. Kara Ellison actually <laughs> just said wrote Dream about Phone. It. Oh, okay. yeah. oh, really? Okay. I played a shitload of Dream Phone. Yeah, I, and I, I used to play it. I used to make any like potential boyfriend in high school play it with me to see if he was cool. In or high school? <laughs> yes, in oh, high school. Man. Did it no, work? that was like the cool test. Like, if you will do this and not be a jerk about it and just be like, "Well, I guess this girl wants to play this weird thing," then he passed the That's test. That's a good test. I made my good. sister's boyfriends do it too. Wow. <laughs> anyway, how many, how many people passed? Oh, most of them actually did. We mostly knew cool guys, and That's good. well, no, we knew a lot of shitheads. We only brought home cool guys. Yep. For dream and phone. then you made him play Dream Phone. No longer cool. Play a little Dream Phone. <laughs> but I really do mean Dream Phone. The board game. <laughs> we'll play the, we'll oh, find your Dream man, Boy. Was, the board oof. game with the dorky boy the pictures on it. That's its slogan. It says on the box the board game with the dorky boy. Yes. Pictures. Pictures, pictures. pictures. on it. Pictures. 
No, those are not dick pics. Whoa. Just pictures of their faces with their that, 90s haircuts. That's a different dream phone. That is a very different phone. <laughs> like that's like 2015. That's, that's my new app, phone. Dream Phone. No, that's just, phone. That's just the Dream Phone Snapchat co-branded exactly. re-release. Like, yeah. whatever. Exactly. It's fine. Not for children. You guys want to do some reader mail here? Yeah. From you, the readers. If you have mail that you want us to read on the podcast, you should send it to questions at idlethumbs.net. True. So Andrew Wilson writes, Hey Thumbs, I wanted to let you know a couple of things about Nicolas Cage. After your discussion God, of... I was going to say Nicolas After your discussion... <laughs> Nicholas Brecken. Please write us about that. He's an asshole. I ran into him at the Trader Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Nick. Um, after your discussion of National Treasure 3, possible subtitle of Gin and Justice. One, <laughs> Cage was ruined financially when the housing bubble burst and is oh. paying back a fat load of back taxes. So he would probably make the straight to video NT3 G and J. If, however, you do have to get his cousin to make it, the tone would probably change a bit because, two, his only cousin who acts, acts professionally is Jason, Jason Swar- Schwartzman. <laughs> Jason Schwartzman? Schwartzman's so, very good in uh, Orange is the New Black. So, he is, actually. So maybe it could be more of a suspense film where Schwartzman plays a data scientist who discovered something strange in the topographic data for Dogberg and the replacement Indiana Jones knockoff. I'm going to suggest that Jared Poledecki, the younger brother on Supernatural, has to protect him while he figures it out. But all of this is unlikely since, three, everyone involved in National Treasure 2 really wants to make the third one. Cage is definitely in. John Turtletob wants to get back to making money. And Jerry Bruckheimer wants to recover some goodwill with Disney after The Lone Ranger. It won't bother me if you don't read this on the podcast, oh. but I hope you'll share the bit about Gin and Justice because I am proud slash ashamed of it. <laughs> Andrew, Athens, Georgia. And that was a very... weird combination of like just speculative fic, like fanfic, and weird Actual insider facts? movie yeah. gossip. I wonder what's holding up National Treasure 3. You wonder what? I wonder what's holding it yeah, up. Yeah, I know, right? Those Turtle movies Tom, were really successful, weren't they? Cage. I think we also what do you need? both confused Jason Biggs for Jason Schwartzman in the same moment. Jason Schwartzman. Oh, Jason right. Schwartzman is from Rushmore. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. a Max Oh, what an ass. guy. Oh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> Different dude. From, uh, he's, he's in Phantom Planet, the band. Remember them? That Rita had a very, um, George Lucas attitude to his... To his letter, I liked it's, it. It's fine. If you It'll be good. Yeah, where, <laughs> it does. It does raise the question okay. though. Where is National post. Treasure Three? Where, where is it? How could you oh, have a hard time getting? We'll find out where it is. North Dakota. We're gonna because we're gonna we'll get, get Charlie Kaufman. From a, we're gonna get okay. Charlie Kaufman to write the script for National Treasure Three, where it turns out that National Treasure Three itself is hidden inside of some <laughs> stupid, elaborate, esoteric <laughs> piece of Washington D.C. <laughs> National Treasure Three colon adaptation two. Yes. <laughs> Starring Susan Orlean as the Nick Cage. As Nicholas yes! Cage. Yes! <laughs> Man, that's right. Nicholas Cage is an adaptation. It works perfectly. It does. Yeah. Oh, starring Nicholas Cage. Role. Starring Nicholas Cage well, as Charlie Kaufman Arizona. and as Nicholas Cage <laughs> and as stupid Mr. Independence or whatever his name is in that movie. <laughs> I fucking loved adaptation. Me too. It's so good. Man. Yeah. Um, all right. So Steve Nagapo writes Dear Thumbs, in, Owens Wilson, in Owen Wilson's nose, you were talking about. God, I thought about- that was going to be Owen Wilson's war. I can't, I can't think about Owen Wilson's nose without thinking of that clip that you shared with us so without beautifully. Without thinking of a... That very beautiful clip. I put it on the forums yeah, I saw in it. the episode. Oh, yeah, if you want to really know good. what we're talking about, uh, in la- in the episode thread for the for Owen Wilson's nose, Spaff posted a video. I'm not going to say any more about Just it. Than watch that. it. So anyway, Steve writes, Dear Thumbs, in Owen Wilson's nose, you were talking about the new Guitar Hero game and how odd it is that somebody would bring a sign that said, You suck, to a concert that he paid for. <laughs> I have done this exact thing. What? Yes. What? A while ago, my girlfriend at the Guilty time, charged. my girlfriend and I at the time went to a Christian music festival because her brother's band was playing a set there. Oh. 
We were okay. all big fans of the WWE wrestler and Olympic hero Kurt Angle. <laughs> one of his gimmicks was Olympic that the hero. One of the, his, the gimmicks was that the crowd sung "You Suck" to him in time with his entrance music, and another gimmick was saying "Oh, it's true, it's true" at the end of his promos. So at this festival, my girlfriend's brother's band started to play, and we held up a big sign that said, You suck. It's true. It's true. He laughed and kept on playing, but everyone around us was really confused and assumed we were being jerks. Love the podcast, Steve from New Zealand. So that's just, there's just wrestling fans in the audience. Like, it's our yeah. yeah. ironic mm-hmm. reference. That's yep. what it is. Yeah, makes sense. Activision thought of everything. Uh, so here's another Guitar Hero email. John Rennish writes, Hello, Idle Thumbs hosts. While watching the trailer for Guitar Hero Live, I felt a definite bit of Uncanny Valley. For me, it's because I view life as a person two meters tall. This normally works fine for FPS games, since almost all capsule proxies are about two meters, but when doing FMV, it seems weird because the eyelines are all skewed to what I'm normally seeing. Then I went back and watched it and realized there were a lot of other assumptions. The usage of, quote, bro, man, guy, really puts a very masculine tilt to the experience. The same goes for the races in the for race in both the crowd and the main character. Also, the girl who bites her lip after saying good luck would be really creepy if a nine-year-old was playing this. <laughs> Bottom line is that anytime a game sure. wants the player to fill in as the protagonist, protagonist, there are too many. <laughs> there are many variables to the human condition that cause enough friction to weaken the immersion. Cheers, John from Toronto. Yeah, I think we all meant to talk about that last yeah. week and just totally skipped right over it. Yeah. Over the yeah. fact that just I like definitely felt that you are. You're just just bro a broy bro bro, yeah. bro duder dude bro white dude man yeah yeah yep yeah it's a that mm. once you once you really well, like literalize this stuff in baked FMV you really like I mean you have to be it's a first person axe body spray commercial basically yeah, yeah. right like, yes exactly also popular yeah. in the late nineties along with Guitar Hero Guitar Hero was later in the late Guitar 90s. Hero was yeah, early two thousands like mid two thousands yeah. yeah. Well, people still wear Mad their Mad Cats axe. building the peripherals. That's Rock Band. Fuck. Wait, we have dual reboots of this shit? Oh, yeah. Yep. <sighs> one comes back, then the I, other one I, comes out. I'm just not going to ever know that. Like, I'm just, <laughs> that's just not going to stick. It'll be fine. It'll be okay. Which one's Guitar Hero? Guitar Hero is the full motion video one from Activision. Um, it's we... the one that had Slash in it. Oh, which one? You mean, you mean which... back in the day? Guitar Hero is that the one. Guitar... Okay, so Guitar Hero is the uh, guitar-based rhythm game developed by Harmonix, where you play guitar and are in a rock band. Rock Band is published the... by Red Octane. Published by Red Octane, and then uh, acquired Activision. by Activision. And then Activision. Red Octane was acquired by Activision. Yes, yeah, and then Activision. Rock Harmonix. Band. Rock Band is the guitar-based music game created by Harmonix, where you play as a uh, guitarist. Published in a rock by band, MTV. but that was published <laughs> by MTV. Yeah, they're the same game made by the same developer, and then one of them was owned by Activision, and then Harmonix stopped working for that and then they read they did rock band through mtv do you think any of the internals on any of the toy guitars that are going to come with this shit are refurb from the old stuff <laughs> like oh, i just man. don't i mean like if you I get like know. the i fix it tear down it's going to be the exact same components from the old one not that would probably be more cost. i would really hope that there would that be. would probably be more of a pain in the ass on a manufacturing How many side than copies yeah. of all rock band and guitar heroes were sold. Rocks band. Rocks band. <laughs> guitars with, hero. With the, with the peripherals. <laughs> how many guitars hero were sold? How many do you think? Do you expect anyone to know that? Oh, I mean, just many. like how many? How many plastic oh, guitars did we make a as lot. a society? Millions. I don't know. Man, I would love to know the like cubic volume. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Right? There's, there's, the, there's like a city block. The city block yeah. across the street is a is a full grass baseball empty field. park. You could at least cover that every inch. From top left to bottom right. How big do you think the pile of guitars would be in that Yeah, park I don't know. It would that be That we huge. made as a species, species, and that's, they're just in a 
pit somewhere. You now. would. It would be enough that you would definitely need to build walls because oh, they would course, start dripping into the street. I it'd be. I bet it'd be very very tall. And then you would burn them all. Yes. And it would be really disgusting. It'd be really stinky. Yeah. It makes me sad when I think about things like that. That email was really good, though. and Yeah. It's true. I don't like it when things would default to straight white guy well, stuff especially all the time. Especially a million I mean, copies of Rock Band. Has default is one thing, but this is, like, baked in in a way yeah, that you can't true. even You can't change. even like, make there's it. There's no tweak. Yeah. And it also doesn't really serve, like, it's not. It doesn't like, mean anything. Yeah. It's, it's a default. It's yeah. not like a, it's not like a choice that's. It wasn't a creative choice of any like, right man. Specific. What if they had just gone all in and this was just you are a real band or like fucking your that tenacious D? Sense. Who cares? At least yeah. if you're gonna do the yeah. video thing, that would be way better. Make a yes. choice. You are yeah. if you're doing this anyway. Yeah, if it's already gonna be FMV, just like either make up a band where there's interesting characters, or yeah, you're just you're you Jack are Millie Vanilli. Yeah, you are whatever. Millie Vanilli. <laughs> Who yes. cares? Yeah, at you least. are Ace of Base. Blame it Finally, on bringing it, Man, starting over from I would play day one. Game. I would play the shit out of <laughs> yeah, that game. Yeah, definitely. And no question. <sighs> yeah, Mad Cats is teaming up with Harmonics for Rock Band. Glad Mad Cats is still deep in the game. Good. Good job, Mad Cats. The Mad Cats. No, never mind. Yeah. Um, so there are two emails about related to mobile game stuff I brought up last week. So one, um, Tyler Tinsley writes. Good Listening name. to Owen Wilson's nose. Uh, I feel like a total sap now. When I played the iPhone game Duet alone with headphones on, I totally bought the music and narration. I loved it, and it even had me tearing up a little. It has me thinking about the context people play a game and the effect that has. Best, Tyler. So this was a good email to get because I talked about being 100% completely unaffected by the narrative layer that was, like, to in to me, right, like, in my experience of the game, to me felt slapped on top of a totally unrelated, like, purely mechanical reflex driven game um but you know here tyler talks about in his experience he put headphones on like i didn't sensorily immerse myself in the same way right like he like clearly sat down got into it like had the whole experience and it really worked for him so that's totally cool um and yeah i guess that does just speak to how how much your reaction to something like this is is totally subjective and that's probably really much i would suspect that that is a lot more significant in mobile games than in PC games or in home console games because by their nature, they are supposed to be played in like any physical environment, in any situation, like on the bus, like in any number of places yeah. that are totally distracting or like you, you obviously can't, you don't have to play them in that way, but you, but they're much more likely to have those like external elements that sort of keep them from being just I don't Completely know. Completely like, all-consuming. Right, yeah, yeah exactly. So, that, so that's interesting. I don't... I, I'm still not totally, like, sold on that aspect of that game personally, but it's cool that it worked That it worked for, for Tyler. Um, the other email about this, Herman Strand-Lilling writes, Hey, guys. I had to write in because I was listening to you guys talk about the new Drop 7 while playing Drop 7. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Zynga not only made it worse looking, they fixed ads on the free version, so it interrupted the cast audio to play a Clash of Clans ad, even though the audio was <sighs> muted. Oh, no. Um, oh, woof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Also, it sucks. Also, Chris seems to have blocked out the weeks he was obsessed with threes. Uh, he's right. I totally forgot to mention that. <laughs> I played two hours of threes amazing. yesterday because I got onto an airplane that I was told had AC adapters and Wi-Fi and had neither. Oh. <laughs> the end. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm doing this now. <laughs> um, Hermie also includes a, 
a screenshot of his 238,806.3 a score, Ugh. after which he says he never played another game. So good for him. I like I, I, I totally respect the tapping out at that point. So um, I'm going to follow these two emails up. Uh, I guess because I talked about mobile games last week, um, someone on Twitter who ah, – I should have found this tweet beforehand. It didn't occur to me that I was going to mention it. Um, someone on Twitter recommended a game to me called Escape on the, the iOS store. And I have two things to say about it. One of them is about the game and the other is about the iOS store. The game, <laughs> which is, I bet these are going to be different opinions. They I are going to so. be different opinions. <laughs> uh, so the game itself, uh, which is called escape and you're going to need, it's impossible to find. Yeah. yeah. I guess, so, yeah. uh, it's called escape and it's, it was published, I guess, by congregate and it was developed by, um, incredible, The, the splash screen is so fast, I can't read it. Incredible ape. Uh, and you're going to need yes. all this information. If you have any animal. hope of finding this fucking thing on that store, you're going to need as much information as you possibly can. Escape, published by Congregate and developed by in- Incredible Ape. Anyway, um, this is a game that is a formula that I really like. I think he mentioned it because – actually, he said he mentioned it because we briefly touched on um, Swing Copters, I guess, last week, mm-hmm. uh, which is a game where you just go endlessly up and it's – as far as I'm aware, anyway, it never the basic formula of that game never changes. You're swinging back and forth up through uh, gaps in platforms, and it's just hard. Well, it got less hard after they updated it, but it's it's basically a hard game, and it just keeps going. And it's essentially a combination of endurance and like your ability to stay focused and like manage these like super micro, micro, micro controls. And uh, it's a formula that I that I'm into, especially on on a mobile device. So anyway, Escape is in that vein. This is a game where you are essentially in just endlessly wall jumping. You just wall jump back and forth up walls infinitely. And the higher you get, the higher your score. And it keeps going. And the challenge, there are two challenges. One of which is that the wall is studded with like saw, wi- like razor wire basically. And if you touch it, you die. And then there's a laser beam that is constantly chasing you up the wall and if it touches you, you die. So you have to keep going. And the the control you, it's a one-button game, which I also really appreciate. The longer you hold the button down, the higher your guy jumps. And so you're trying to, like, balance, okay, how fast are you going versus how carefully are you aiming versus how high are you jumping in each jump to avoid these, like, instant death uh, spike things. Um, and it, it's just one of those games that it's meaningless to explain because it's all about the reflex and the mechanical skill and the absolute just microscopic difference in how long you hold the screen this time versus how hold you screen this hold the screen for the next jump to someone watching it looks like all you're doing is just tap 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 we're but all it, watching chris we, yeah, 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 like mesmerized, it needs man. to be said that we were all just in yes. fucking like mesmerized <laughs> right. by Mouth chris just, open, just right. like, staring straight down <laughs> thumb moving perfectly in these movements and telling you exactly about the game in precise verbiage right. that Incredible. was amazing yeah. was how so long good. have i been out like how know, long right? was that like that was where are we yeah. <laughs> but the, the thing that you the thing that is difficult to tell from watching someone play it just going tap 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 is that i am like each time i press this it is a precisely calibrated amount of time in measured in like i what i assume are microseconds what's smaller than a microsecond that a second uh, sure whichever one is smaller <laughs> picosecond um and and that is like that is the gauge that is how you're that is how you play the game there's a moment where you 
that I there's a sensation I got in playing this game when I hit a certain like level of skill and understanding. Um, one of the ways that you can play the game carefully is to kind of jump back and forth and just go up a little bit at a time and like be very careful about, okay, no, I'm just going to like skip. I'm just going to jump over this one obstacle, then this other one right on the left, then this other one right on the right. Um, and getting past that to the point where you're taking bigger jumps at a time, which is really risky, um, feels like when you're a child and you learn and you realize like you, you get the combination of leg length and motor skill to not put both feet on the same step each time. Do you guys have any memory of like oh, yeah, when leveling you're a toddler up to that and point? Just kinda, no, you know, I do wanna... remember when I li- oh. I remember at one point when I was a kid skipping stairs while going down. Oh yeah, that, going down and that feels amazing. And that felt like a pretty that's like thrilling because you could yeah because I was over. like oh my legs yeah. just, I'm, I'm alive yeah and I just went down the stairs in four in four hops. But on the more yeah. basic side, there's like when you're going up and down stairs, there's like okay. Now both of my feet are on this step. Now both feet on the next step. Now both feet on the next step. Yeah. But then you gain the ability to like, nope, one foot per step. Then the next, then my left foot now skips an entire step. Then my right foot skips an entire step. And that, <laughs> that was like very precise, Chris. But that's like I, I remember feeling like precise child feeling like I was more capable in the world you were. when I started. Do- I know, <laughs> it's I know. True. And this <laughs> game, like, because it specifically has that feeling of like step, 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 because you're just going up and at it, left, right, left, right, up, up, up. Once I got once I got to that point where I was willing really willing to take those bigger risks and had the mechanical ability to back it up, it was just a weird callback to you know thirty years ago, twenty eight years ago. How the hell old you you're are? Very when precocious. See, this yeah, is no. exactly what you're yeah. talking about, though. Also, in terms of like, sometimes it's more meaningful when there isn't this extra layer of being told to feel a certain way about a game, or, or an extra layer of this is about a marriage or this is about this or this is about that, where you actually associated this with like a powerful memory and kind of had more of an experience with it than I'm assuming if this was like, this is specifically about a child yeah, it taking have, steps. It would have been comical. It would have been absurd. Like, yeah, this family yeah. did cover the stairs in razor wire. Yes, I mean, <laughs> because <laughs> laser beams. And his uncle built a laser climb, beam. Climb the stairs. How, the else, stairs. how else are you going to learn? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Firm but fair. Firm but fair. Firm but fair. God, so anyway, on the on the iOS app store note, I know that we've said this before, but I feel like it can't be said enough because it's such, it's so unbelievable. I searched for the word escape, which is the entire title of this game. <sighs> And it's it's like a joke. I mean, yeah. it like it's an it's as though someone is actually playing a joke on you. The first game that comes up is called Diamond Penthouse Escape One. Like it just goes. <laughs> What's going why on? Why would you escape that? So it must be the best. What is it? <laughs> it's uh, let's find out here. I have no idea. Uh, oh no! You awake to find yourself stuck in this penthouse apartment. There oh. are diamonds all Sounds around. Nice. Can you find Sounds a way good. out and leave? Why with would all you the leave? Diamonds? Yeah. Why would you? <laughs> Wouldn't you want to stay there and yeah. take a oh, bath Oh, man, this diamonds? is the worst. I better get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you just order takeout with all those diamonds. Yeah, right? Stay. Yeah. Do you accept diamonds? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> My Dan Dan noodles are getting cold. <laughs> oh, my this God. This came out also in, in 2013, which is, like, totally fair. Or 2012. It came out in 2012. No, it... That was it came it was, out in eighteen twelve. <laughs> <laughs> it was last. It was, it was last updated in twenty twelve. It came out in twenty eleven. This game came out five years ago, and it's the first game that comes up when you search for escape. Even though there's a game called 
exactly a skull. Oh, not the game that you play came out in 2012. The house full of diamond yeah. Yeah. Diamond yeah. Penthouse There's escape. also, here's Diamond Penthouse Escape. You said this is on Congregate? No, it's published. Uh, maybe it was published, published by Congregate. I don't know if it's, oh, but also, it's in the app store. It might also be on Congregate website. I don't know. What is Farmville 2 Country Escape? Okay. okay, here's another one that comes up long before Escape does. Haunted Manor, Lord of Mirrors. What? Also, <laughs> Lord also, is actually self-selecting for you, Also Chris an Ramo? app called Star Chart. Well, maybe it is. Star, Star Chart? Yeah. That could be fun. Oven Break Infinity. What are you, you're a Virgo? Wait, <laughs> Oven what? Here's, here's a game title that came up long before the actual game I was looking for. Save Girls, Escape the Tied Girls. And the screenshot is just a bunch of women tied up on the floor. God. Escape of the Tide Girls. Wait, yeah. so hold on. Let's. I thought it was like Escape the Tide. Yeah, like no, their beach buddies or something. Yeah, exactly. Man, no, and for, tied, to further your theory, Sean, women who are tied up. Another game that comes Video up long games. before my result is Flappy Fail. That that is. <laughs> See, look. Yeah. Hashtag Flappy Fail. Robinson's <laughs> Island. Blood beef. I mean, it's just blood really, like, beef. I don't know how I would Escape tell someone to right. find this game. And like, you're a very capable like active internet user yeah i know how to use a device you're software. good at computers yeah <laughs> like i wouldn't even know where to start i literally don't know out, how to this find is, it this is the story that bums me out is i decide that i want to make a game called something like escape and i make it and it's i think it's really fun and then i go beep bop boop boop bop mom <laughs> it's me <laughs> your son sean i made this game it's called Escape. Not only does she not recognize your voice, women. she knows too many Sean's <laughs> to know which one yeah. Just girls. search for it on the App Store and, buy, and get it. It's 99 cents. It's my son, Tied Women. <laughs> <laughs> Published by... You know what I mean, though? The yeah. idea that I couldn't tell somebody I love... Yes. And they all have this ubiquitous device mm-hmm. that we have been promised is so easy, a grandma can f- do it. And then I'm yelling, Grandma... Find my game. And she's like, let's why'd you let's make be this honest here. Tied women. Yeah, Grandma That's would be like, you. You could just, "Couldn't you just leave the house? Why would you want to leave?" She says to me, <laughs> "No, Grandma, it's not my game. It's not me." She's like, "It's," it, but then she just says, "It's very good." And you're like, "Okay, Grandma, it's <laughs> true. I got, I got okay, what I need." Yeah, you, yeah you like uh, the diamond house. Good. <laughs> oh, there's a sequel. You've been busy. <laughs> Yeah, meanwhile, Grandma has, in fact, spent $3,000 in DLC. Grandma's thinking oh that she's paying God. you. Grandma's a secret whale. Oh, Filling the penthouse with more diamonds. <laughs> she actually dies. You send them your she's diamonds. She's crushed by diamonds. She's like, this is the way I wanted to go. <laughs> crushed by diamonds. I never thought it would happen. In a penthouse. She I died as she lived. <laughs> Crushed by diamonds tied women. Six different Jessica Fletchers need to come over and solve the mystery. (laughs) All right. Well, guys, that was a really lively podcast. On that note, and the 30 notes before it, I think we might be done. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode of Idle Thumbs, tell a friend and get them to subscribe to it on iTunes. It's the only way people can find out about this stupid <laughs> show. <laughs> Hopefully they can find it on there. Yeah. If they the search for it on the App Store, who knows yeah. what they'll find. <laughs> Tell your friend to review Escape. 
<laughs> you know what we should do? Because the app store is so fucking impossible, we should actually tell people to search for other podcasts and hope that Idle Thumb secretly is a top. You know what I mean? It's like, go to the app store and search for Planet Money. And then somehow Idle Thumbs will be like the second response. Search for Planet Money, then browse oh, out of the category okay. into the game section. So here's, an exa- here's an example. <laughs> you know what I mean? Here's an example. Like if of the that. diamond people go like, Grandma. Fucking buy my game. Diamonds are like diamond house penthouse. And, and they get escape. Yeah, yeah. Like, is that how it works? Well, so I speaking of pod, <laughs> searching penthouse. for podcasts. We we um, uh, uh, Jake, Sean, and I do a podcast called uh, The End of Mad Men, which is about um, obviously the show Mad Men <laughs> and true. how it wraps up. And when we started it, and we were, I was seeing if there were other podcast. Like maybe there's another podcast already called that. I don't know. So I just searched for Mad Men on the iTunes podcast store, and one of the top results was The Bugle. Which is what? John Oliver and Andy Zaltzman's like satirical news podcast, and I was like, I like is, this the, "Is this the worst <laughs> no, or the best?" Mad, yeah, I was like, "Is it is mad?" Mad, mad. That's how smart it's gotten. Yeah. You know, is the, well, they were quite angry in most of their episodes. <laughs> they are both male. <laughs> they were, this is somebody, somebody tagged it as always. Adult yeah. males, mad men. Also, I just went on the apps, the iOS app store, and I searched for Idle Thumbs, and the very top result is something called Bitcoin Billionaire. No! <laughs> Oh, that's the App Store. Okay, I thought you went to the podcast. You're wondering what we did with your Kickstarter money. <laughs> <laughs> the second one is Cookie Collector Clicker. You look on the App Store. Yeah, this is the App Store. We need to flood that App Store with Wizard Jam That's games. correct. Oh, God. There are very few days left in Wizard Jam, but the results so far are oh, continuing man. to be Magical. amazing. Everyone who's working on Wizard Jam or who's even paying attention to Wizard Jam, thank you. You're awesome. Wizard yeah. Jam is stupid. It is really Wizard great, Jam is yeah. the is the Idle Thumbs community game jam it was it's entirely organized by the community um spearheaded by a forum member uh, who goes by dinosaurs so if you go to the idle thumbs forums there's a uh, a special sub forum just for the wizard jam and people have made amazing stuff in it i know we've talked about it for a couple of weeks running but that's because it really just keeps getting more bonkers and mind did we talk about um i like the hair i don't think so. i don't think that one was yeah. around then there was a guy who's making a, a version of shoot that pizza in unreal engine that is just a crazy looking shoot that pizza it's got lens flares all sorts of stuff there's a couple shoot that pizzas but partly through the jam i guess they got bored and said you know i, I also want to make an epi- uh, a game on i like the hair so they put a thread on the wizard jam forum saying i need your hair request and then it's just asking people to send a photograph of themselves or at least the hair part of their head. And then all you do is say that you like it or not. It's just a hot or not of haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. You say, I like the hair or I don't like the hair. Oh, and that's the whole game. So but like, it has, oh all, my God, that person's like, a millionaire now. It has yeah. this like, yeah. it has this like beautiful Unreal Engine lighting on like the Polaroid that slides in with the shadow underneath. Oh, and like, so good. yeah, <sighs> I think I like, I like the hair might not be a standalone jam game anymore. I think I like the hair might be a cheat code inside of shoot that pizza. Oh, perfect. Mm. Wow. So the, there these are, games have gotten complex. There are so so, I, I I like how wide the interpretation of the titles is because that is one of the most literal that and shoot that pizza are some of the most just like literal <laughs> interpretations of titles. There's also one of the most the craziest ones, which is uh, an adaptation of the episode title episode forty five, which was the title of episode forty five. Uh, well, that was because it was about. I can't remember why we named it episode 45, but episode 45 was called Because it was like that. patient 30 something from the, like a yeah, uh, Mass Effect like game that. or something, whatever. And, uh, and the game is about, you're like trying to watch Netflix or in this fictional world, it's called Wizard Flicks. And he made the like Wizard Flicks logo. <laughs> the and streaming little, spinner yeah. and stuff. And, uh, 
everything is gone. Like everything is gone from the service. Nothing is left to watch on this. It's all like been taken down except for episode 45 of a TV show you've never heard of. And so you're like, well, I'll give this a shot. So you sit down and you start playing episode 45 and like you get sucked into the world or something. I don't know what happens, but it's some, and the art style is really crazy. It's this really interesting, like kind of lo-fi, low-poly uh, like but with stylized, everything like pastel, like wearing pastel look, paper bag or something. Yeah, it's very it looks strange. really cool. Yeah, oh, it looks awesome. There's good fucking shit. And again, it's a game jam, so I'm sure most of these things are not going to be 100 percent finished. But even just the insanity on display, whether or not anything actually ships at the end of the jam, is irrelevant basically because just looking through the forums and looking through the itch.io page is just awesome. Yeah. So much beautiful creativity on display. You go mm-hmm. idlethumbs.net slash forums, and we have pinned the Wizard Jam thread. There's a whole Wizard Jam no, sub-forum. There's a whole forum. Oh, sub-forum. It's right there. Yeah, but the Wizard Jam it's right at the top. forum is right at the top. It's right at the top. Yeah. Where right, it belongs. Well, cool. well, th- <laughs> thank you for listening to Idle Thumbs. As Sean said, if you liked it, tell a friend, review us on iTunes if you feel like it. That would be awesome. Um, I was looking, I was actually looking through our reviews like last week for the first time in a while. And there's some really nice ones. I really appreciate everyone Thanks, who folks. has done that for us. Um, our website is idlethumbs.net slash idle thumbs. And you can find links to all the places we are on there. Thanks. Hooray. Thank you. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you, Jake. <laughs> Thanks, Danielle. Thanks. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Beth. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Beth. Thanks, Sean. No, thanks to you, Sean. Thanks, Friends like these. Oh, man. Okay. Real quick. Wizard Jam. Are you still on the podcast back. right now? Yeah. Back again. Oh my god. Okay, we have to we have to quickly say inside of the game introduction to video games, one of the games in that like multi pack is called XCOM Obama, and it's a platform oh, yeah. where you play as Obama and you just shoot a bunch of generic video game villains. Then at the end, there's a guy who's tied up, who I guess you also shoot the ropes off of, and then this little sprite pops up that says "Thanks, Obama," and that's oh! what that is. So that's all. Gorgeous. It kind of looks like Mega Man. Good. Yeah, it's like Obama, kind of Mega Man Obama. Escape the Tide, Obama. <laughs> what? He's tied because the, the Tide, tide girls. girls. Oh, you know the classic Tide Girls. God, <laughs> tide Obama Girls. The Tide Girls. Tide Obama is a new Liam Neeson movie. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> was 2001 yeah the year was 2001 how is there how is nelly there not nelly Furtado a nelly Furtado nelly like i am like a bird slash hot in here like country grammar like mashup track there should be chris how hard would it be for Can you, you be to cut? mash up nelly Furtado <laughs> and nelly for this episode i am like a bird oh, i want to fly nelly away nelly. and then also like Maybe hot shit I'm going down, down, baby. It's pretty easy to overlap you doing parts. <laughs> well, don't do that. That yeah, won't sound we can good. Do that. <laughs> I am like a bird. Hot shit. I'm going down, down, baby. Hot shit. Hot shit. I wanna fly away, away. Hot shit. That sounds Why? good.